Here we go. So welcome back to your feel-good business show right here on Two Oceans Vibe Radio. This is, of course, the show where we dissect, discuss, and debate the world of entrepreneurship and business in Africa. More importantly, it's the show where we cut through the noise and bring you the best of Africa. Now, after COVID-19, a South African workspace or workplace may be changed forever. And Workspace 17 co-founder and CEO Paul Kirsten is on the line or on the show with us this afternoon. Now for employees and businesses, an unexpected result of the COVID-19 crisis is that it has taken or it has shaken or shaken the core of traditional norm um, of working nine to five in the rat race with many hours of wasted time in traffic every day. Uh, Paul is um, convinced that the workspace is about to change. Uh, Paul, first and foremost, welcome to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, Paul. Now, right off the bat, um, what is emerging uh, in the workspace? So what are your predictions for what we can, 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 uh, can expect uh, when it comes to co-workspace and in the workspace after uh, uh, this, this lockdown period and as a result of the COVID-19? Yeah, like apart from all the, um, the drama that comes with this crisis, um, we also have to look at the positives um, of it. And it's been in that sense for workspace and the way people use workspace, an enormous um, experiment, like a lab that no one planned, but it happened. Absolutely. And I'm very sure that it will change how people work and, and the future. And mm -hmm. I think um, it will accelerate some of the things that were already happening in terms of, of the way we work, how we combine home, remote working, like co-working offices, um, shared other shared facilities, yeah. cafes, but also corporate office. And we'll see a quite new dynamic happening between virtual, physical, and actually a network of spaces. So the workspace will not be one place anymore where people go, that is my office, I sit in traffic for two Absolutely. hours, get there, tired already, and then stress home to get some time for picking up the kids, go home. I think rethinking that is long overdue. Oh, wow, wow. Now this has previously been a, a domain reserved only uh, by future thinking uh, and flexible businesses or professionals or tech savvy entrepreneurs. Do you think that this is now going to literally filter down into um, all these different uh, sectors and industries and, and most importantly, the small to medium enterprise um, sector? How are they going to be affected? Yeah, look, the small to medium enterprise sector already was quite into it. If you look only at our members and, and um, find that so companies with us, it's almost their habitual way of working, combining being at clients, being at a workshop 17 location and being at home. What we probably see a major shift in is how corporates and more traditional business are thinking about work and workspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I know if we can take this back to the beginning, uh, Paul, I know that you are a seasoned entrepreneur yourself. Uh, take us on your journey. Who is, who is Paul and, 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 and what are some of your, um, your, your successes? And, and, and failures, because I also have quite oh, a bit of those. <laughs> <laughs> so my background is actually a background in education mm -hmm. um, and more specifically learning uh, adult learning and learning in and around the job and the workspace. Um, and I've started my, my first business is a consulting business, still running, working for clients um, in different parts of the world on how to develop and use the best of their people. 
So not learning in a traditional way of looking at the gaps, but really looking at what is the talent of the people that we have in the company? What is their opportunity? What is their passion? And if we combine that in the best way, how can the business and the people thrive together? Absolutely. And that's always been my passion. Absolutely. Um, and after that, being, being that relatively successful for about 20 years, 20 or so years, said, well, there's lots of people with passion and talent um, and with ambitions and dreams who cannot afford a consultant uh, and a daily fee. So I came to South Africa. You can hear my accent. I'm not a South African. I'm a Dutch Absolutely. guy. Um, came here and actually walked into informal settlements and said, well, there's probably people with passion and dreams. Can I mean anything to them? Can I do anything if they don't pay me? What is it? And I started a small little NGO and actually it was the biggest learning experience I had um, relating to people in a very different um, situation that I was accustomed to. And I'm still very grateful for that. And what we did actually focus on is to support youth groups and, and women entrepreneurs who set up daycares. And I call them entrepreneurs because they're not caretakers. They, they start something out of nothing with entrepreneurial activity. Absolutely. And then they build almost a small organization with sometimes up to 25 staff and 250 kids. That is a small business. Wow, yes. And we supported them to how to run this as a business and make it sustainable. Wow. Um, wow. In that course, I met um, my co-founder of Work 17, Mark Seftel, um, and we felt that um, the way people are working is changing, but the workplaces actually still look the same. Why do offices look like their offices? Why do people sit in cars so much, many times? Yes. Why does no one sitting in car for traffic in, in one and a half hour, ask them, say to themselves, I'm so happy that I can go to the office because it's such a stunning place. Mm -hmm. we, we felt um, something else is needed in terms of spatial, but we also felt there is a need to create a platform for entrepreneurship and innovation that is non-political, that's accessible for the, from the township entrepreneur to the seasoned entrepreneur of 50 years old, in its fourth or fifth startup, how can we create a platform that all these people can come together as the same Absolutely. and just learn from each other? And that, that brings this, for me the circle back to actually creating a, a workspace as a learning space. I think working and learning become one. Absolutely. And what 17 tries to be is can we create a workspace that becomes a learning space where the learning accidentally happens? Absolutely. Most of the I learning love doesn't happen. I love, I love that, yes. you, that, that you're talking about that, Paul, because I know that you also believe that now, more than ever, it's important to rethink how we work. Uh, what, mm -hmm. are the, what are the risks of not adapting early enough or fast enough? Look, um, the risk first is that you actually get stuck in long-term agreements, um, I love that, yeah. uh, which is usual, the traditional offices, five to 10 years. If anyone can predict the future now, they may say so, but it's... I'm also guessing and putting my best guess up in, in this talk with you. Um, but I think one thing we can be sure of that flexibility becomes important. If anything that we learn from this one is that the world can change in days. And if you're stuck in long-term commitments, it doesn't give you that, that opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's, let's talk to, to middle to upper uh, level management because this period is, or this period of transition is no doubt a difficult and challenging one. Um, mm. what, what, what do we say to them? I think a lot of, a lot of, 
I think there's a lot of a lot of shifting and sifting having to take place in 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 coming to terms with how rapidly and how far, and are we forced to change um, you know all aspects of business. So uh, what should they bear in mind during this difficult period of transition? I think it's it's a shift from feeling that my people need to be around me and in the office so I can check if they're still working. Mm-hmm. Which is old, the old command and control way of managing. And actually more and more research is already showing that working from home or working remotely is often more productive than working at the corporate head office because there's a lot of distractions, a lot of meetings happening there. Most people coming out of meetings are not saying, wow, what an exciting meeting I was. Mostly they say, glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. I think um, trusting people and looking at performance instead of hours or sitting at the desk, uh, treating each other as adults with responsibility and not as a, as a kind of a management needing to check and control like a parent, I think will also bring out the best in people. So I think people will experience this now. They, um, the meetings virtually um, will never replace human contact because that's, that's one thing that people are missing at home at the moment. Mm-hmm. But they sometimes are much more efficient. People don't talk in circles too long because you can't have a three-hour meeting on a Zoom call. So seeing that there's different forms of collaborating, even if you're not in the one space, and actually um, inspiring and managing based on results and support and performance instead of hours and tasks and discipline. Mm-hmm. I think you will see a lot of... of um, Productivity go up, but also you it's a way to to bind your people to your company um, People will appreciate that people will appreciate being treated as a responsible professional instead of as an employee who needs to follow the rules Ah, so, you, so you're saying that productivity will most likely increase because the employees feel more trusted to handle the job I think yeah, people take more responsibility and if you look at how the, how the work is changing. It's not so much so routine work all the small entrepreneurs know that Absolutely. day is not a, about routine. Corporate's also shifting towards more eye for innovation, continuous development. So that work you cannot do based on command and control. You need responsible people with ideas and you cannot be creative on demand. Absolutely. On, on order. Absolutely. I spoke about or I asked you about, about risks to, uh, to, to medium to larger enterprises or organizations earlier, uh, Paul, and I tell you why. I recently published an article on the rise of the freelance economy here in South Africa um, and mm-hmm. how, how, how many employees um, are, are, are driven by the, the, the prospects of entrepreneurship. My, my, and the reason for asking what the risk to, to, to larger corporations are is if we do not adapt and 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 make the necessary changes and and, and in the in this context it's it's allow employees to work um you know outside of the office if we do not adapt fast enough do we face the risk of employees jumping ship and saying i'm 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 going to now join the freelance or the gig economy because it's it's that's the freedom employees are wanting yes i think um surely we do i agree with you and it's already happening it's happening since a long time um and people are not really seeing it, but it will accelerate now on two okay. reasons. One, okay. the economy is not very flourishing at the moment. Yeah. And people also experiencing companies are not always treating them in the best way they expected to treat them. So people take it into their own hands, sometimes Absolutely. because they need to, uh, but also because that's where talent flourishes. 
Absolutely. And people yeah. look at how do we integrate and what's the best use of my talent. And freedom is something most professionals really, really appreciate. Absolutely, absolutely. I also, I also think that during this, this period, employees are realizing or they're going to realize that it is possible for them to work remotely. Um, and that might just spark their, their, their uh, desire to, mm. to become an entrepreneur, a business person. Now, I know at Workshop 17, um, you've, you've taken most of your events and your partner events, um, or you've shifted this to hosting, you know, hosting them virtually. Um, how has that benefited or how has that been a, um, a success? What has been the benefits of that? Look, it's, it's, it's very early to say. I think last week everyone was just finding their feet after in the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but our marketing team and, and, and our core team is working very hard to put it together, together with our partners. I think the benefit there is, is not so much um, a commercial benefit. It is a learning benefit and a community benefit. So we have made the choice, even if our places are closed because of the the, the regulations, you're still part of our community. We still value you. We're still looking at what can we do to support you? How can we make you stay connected um, with each other? And we've we've built quite a a number of nice partnerships over the years with with organizations that, that provide value in terms of learning and development and networking. Wow, yeah. And we've connected to all of them and they're cooperating to put events online. And again, people can choose. They don't have to um, provide or participate to everything. But mm-hmm. it's, I think, a well, well welcome um, diversion from all the COVID-19 news. Of course, of course. How important is co- uh, co- uh, collabs or collaborating during this, the, during this time? I, I, earlier, I recently spoke to uh, the CEO of one of the big development companies, in fact, a few minutes ago, and I said, I'm going to be talking to Paul soon, and he, he runs the co-working space, which is a great co-working space. And she said, ask him if you'd co- collab with us, because we've got these great projects. How important is that during this time and, and, and um, in the near future? Very, very important. I think we are going to use this time to really experiment and learn as fast as we can. Okay. Um, okay. So we, we would love to partner with others. We've, we've reached out to a company that's setting up a virtual office world and seeing if we can put a complete workshop 17 in a virtual world. So in a virtual world. That's virtual location as well as a physical one. Yeah, that, 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 that's, 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 that's very phenomenal, in fact, and, and impressive that you're taking um, the co-working spaces uh, virtual or online. So I'm going to um, follow up on that because I, I, I realize how important the collabs during this time is. But quickly, uh, Paul, I know that you feel very optimistic that we are going to get through this and that the future looks very bright. Um, and on that note, I, I, I want to share some tips. I'd love you to share some tips with our audience and with our listeners um, when it comes to accepting that uh, you know, virtual, virtual online is becoming a very new reality and that remote working spaces are, are going to change the uh, d- traditional form or format of, of workspaces. You've got some phenomenal tips that you share, um, but what is the most important or one of the most important things um, uh, to remember? Sure. <laughs> Quite a challenge now. I think the, the most important and very basic, basic thing that, that's almost like an open door is keep a rhythm. Keep yourself to a rhythm because it's very easy to flow into and to let the time just slip through your hands. And then um, it helps you through what a, this is a crisis and I will not underplay all the social impacts and the, it worries me sometimes how, how it will affect the health and livelihood of people. 
Absolutely. But you also yeah. said, I think Peter Drucker said, never waste a good crisis. So it also has this learning opportunity. So don't get sunk in to what is happening daily, but step back and look at who am I? What is my, my contribution going to be after this? What is the world I want to participate to creating? We cannot predict the future, but we can do little steps to help create a future that you want to be part of, and that's a positive one. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, know that, I know that this is a first for many people who are, who are now being forced to work from home and they've not yet had the, uh, the necessary uh, experience. How do they uh, deal with distraction? With distraction? Oh yes, how do, they, how do they stay away from or deal with distraction? Because I'm pretty sure that, that many are facing a lot of that while being in the comfort of their home and having yeah. to work there. Yes, well, that's one of the reasons why I think spaces like Workshop 17 and others play a very important role because they can be close to home, but not in the home. So you can separate Absolutely. a little bit between and concentrate. I think it comes back to with your whole family actually putting a schedule together. So mm. our boys doing schoolwork, when is that happening? Because um, homeschooling is part of the day. When do I need to concentrate or be in an interview with you? So make breaks, make small time, actually do as if you're at work, mm -hmm. but also allow time for private life and for yourself that you usually don't do at, at the office. And I think that integration of work and life it's something we have to learn how to deal with. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's also a huge value. Many of our members say, I can't wait for you to open your doors, but it's really lovely to spend some more time with my kid. Although it's sometimes managing and juggling the hours, it's really important. And I've learned to slow down a bit. So I think using the advantage of a home mm -hmm. to integrate it at work, but also then in the future using the advantage of a separate space where you can actually close the door behind you and not have everything flow into each other will also be seen. Oh, wow, 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 absolutely. I, I want to talk to three different groups of people, Paul, in fact, I want you to talk to them. I've met many an entrepreneur who, um, who opted for, who opt for not paying for co-working space, but working from home. Um, but then soon realize that it's not as easy as we thought. And again, and that's why I asked about the distractions and that becomes a big problem, which, which essentially will then um, reduce productivity. So I want to speak to the, to the, the entrepreneur or the entrepreneurial sector. What is the advice? And I'm, of a, I'm, of the, I'm a huge promoter of, of co-working spaces and budgeting and making that one of your priorities in terms of expense. Um, what is the advice to entrepreneurs? who are not yet working in co-working spaces and why, mm. why should they consider this now? I think what we try to do is to keep our prices very, very accessible. Of course. So um, for 1,600 a month, you can really be part of our community and space for quite a lot of the time. And that should be um, an affordable price for a high quality Absolutely. environment. But it's not just, it's not about the chairs and the desk and the high speed internet. I think as an entrepreneur, what you need is networks and community. Mm. And you run across many of the same challenges that other entrepreneurs are, are facing. And if you, you would come across and, and order a coffee, you stand next to someone and overhear a conversation that actually sparks a new connection. And I think that community value is, is not really understood as well, but it's actually almost invaluable. Um, it's what you get for free with your desk, or you could say the other round, if you, if you join the community, you get a desk for free wherever you want to put it. Um, but for us, Mark Sefter, my co-founder and myself, we were inspired by the, by the book of Stephen Johnson, 
Um, and he has some very inspiring TED talks I can advise everyone to, to listen to. He, he studied the history, the natural history of ideas and where good ideas come from, but also how good ideas turn into practice. And he, he says it's actually needed, an idea doesn't happen in one go. It actually gets lots of iterations, usually due to accidental meetings with people that put something that doesn't make sense at first, but then it, it melts with your idea and your idea actually transforms into something feasible. Mm -hmm. And then you need to have a context, which can be other people or client to put that idea to practice. And that wow. is actually what a co-working space is trying to Absolutely. provide. Wow, wow, wow. I think that's noted, and, and I love that you, that that is coming from the horse's mouth, that noted one of the biggest benefits of working in a co-working space is that you also share space with like-minded individuals, um, and you're able to feed off that, and, and I mean, we, we work in co-working space, and that's been one of the great benefits, is that you're able to form this network of people who are like-minded, keeps you inspired, so it's more than just a uh, and you, you're right in saying that it's more than just a, you know, a desk in a nice building with great uh, Wi-Fi access. It's that you become part of a community of people who, who, are, who you have access to a daily. Your advice to um, uh, traditional management or business owners, why should they adopt, adopt now? Yeah, well, there's, there's three elements. The first two are very practical and the third one is more... Um, in terms of the vision, the first one is actually um, you have flexibility and you don't need to pay any capital in to put it out. So there's no need for a long-term commitment and there's no need to buy chairs and desks. And people actually underestimate what a workspace costs. Mm -hmm. A workspace average, um, especially for professional, often costs between five and eight thousand rand a month and often even more. If you can join a co-working space at three thousand rand a month, actually you're cheaper. Absolutely. And you're more flexible. Mm -hmm. The related element is that um, if if something's not working, you can complain to us. Um, you don't have to oh, yeah. sort out yes. the internet yourself. Uh, you just call us when the HVAC is not working. You can shout at us if, if we're not doing it quick enough. So no need to manage that. So you can focus on what your business is about. I love that. Yeah. Instead of all the things around it. And the third element for for corporates is actually. No, no business, even the traditional ones, can survive without being connected to clients, connected to innovations, and connected to what's happening in the outside world. Mm. And I think that one is, is a very important one. Why would marketing teams, business development teams, innovation teams need to sit in the head office where your daily process is going, which has a very different need than actually the business development, innovation, client development teams. Mm. And I think the blended form where you have your core process maybe in-house, but then you tap into co-working spaces and you tap into communities that are doing things just a bit outside of your scope, brings in new knowledge into your company. Mm -hmm. And I think the last one is the flexibility. Um, people are looking at how much staff do we have. You spoke about the gig economy and professionals working from themselves. So we'll see a blend that people, a company might used to have 4,000 staff, Mm -hmm. Maybe they have 3,000 and 1,000 of the gig workers. Freelancers, yeah. Which is more flexible. Mm -hmm. Why would you then have an office for 4,000 people? Have an office for maybe ah, 2,000 and tap into... So there's lots of blended opportunities, I think, coming okay. along. And the last one, I think, learning from this, um, this COVID time is create workspaces closer to people's home. Value their life. If they work eight hours a day plus three hours in traffic, 
those three hours should be family time, should yeah. be wow. relaxed time, should be wow. sporting time. Wow. So let's create workspaces closer to home. You don't need them in your office. Give them the opportunity to have commuting time of 10 minutes instead of one hour and 15 minutes. Wow, wow. I love, I love, thank you for dissecting that, uh, uh, Paul. I, I love how, um, how we are able to, to recognize how this not only uh, affects us in the workspace or affects us as business people, but it also affects every element and aspect of, of our social well-being. Um, quickly, uh, uh, Paul, workshop 17, what can we expect in the near future or as soon as we come out of this, this, this crisis, what can we expect from workshop 17? Look, um, what you can expect is actually um, maybe two things. One is we look, we, we look at our offering. So um, are we, are we uh, providing enough opportunities for podcasts, for radio, for live broadcasting? Uh, which leads us into what is the convergence between virtual and physical space? Mm -hmm. And can we have events with 100 people in the room, but 300 people in different locations, all in one interacting? Mm -hmm. I think that is, we've embarked on that journey already. Wow. The second part is uh, a continued growth. Um, there's some really exciting partnerships on the table that I cannot speak about yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's linked to also making workshop 17 more of a of a lifestyle location so blending work and living not so much by taking away personal time but actually acknowledging that being at work is part of living mm -hmm. you need to have a full experience it needs to be pleasant it needs to be human um, so we will have more locations um, and some integrated more integrated use cases and services um, where we try to improve or simplify not only the work but actually those the touch points between work and private life those stress points of getting your kids from school in time going to the pharmacy um getting your haircut uh, all these these little yes. things yes. that you can stress about what role can we play to make that a little bit more easy wow wow i love that and, and essentially you'd be contributing to a bettering the standard of living of 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 those you using that that space or those spaces now guys i'm going to share the uh, link uh, to the website uh, for uh, workshop 17 as well as um links to their to their social media handles so you can engage with them over there and become part of of of, of that growth and that movement but paul i'm going to just cut the queue and get right into it what are we looking at in terms of costing and the different options uh, that's available to to those looking um venturing to the space Okay, great. From anything from 700 to tap into the community, 700 rand a month, um, to about three and a half thousand for full use with boardroom access, um, wow. uh, credits to buy coffees at the cafe. So there is something for everyone. We've, we've done quite a bit of work over the years in the past six, seven years that we've been working and uh, to collaborate, to calibrate uh, packages for different needs. Of course. You can find them on our website, but we, we manage, I hope, um, people will agree to, to keep the prices accessible because we want to create that level playing field. We want to start up as well as the seasoned entrepreneur. Of course. And money shouldn't be an issue. Money should not be an issue. And then I think just the cherry on the cake is that your location is just it's one of the most phenomenal uh, locations that, that you can find or want to work in. So you are located in the Vienna waterfront. Um, just, just That's uh, one of our locations, yes. Okay, I love that. So, so guys, if you are based in Cape Town and you, um, I think, I think entrepreneurs more important. They, they want 
they want to be located in, especially with co-working spaces, they want to be located in, a, in, a, in an ideal space. And so uh, no doubt one of, our, one of our favorite co-working spaces here in the city of Cape Town. Now, uh, before I let you go, Paul, I know many South Africans and in fact Africans at this, uh, during this time, there are some who are excited that they get to spend all this time with their family. Um, there are others who are, who are frustrated and annoyed because it's 10 days and they feel like, um, so people are experiencing a, a, a host of different types of emotions and the responses are different. Mm -hmm. um, work aside, uh, what is your, what is your, just a word of encouragement to, uh, to South Africans during this time? Um, Look, I, I think what is really the great part of it that people start reaching out. I love um, um, like with the World Cup and the rugby uh, win that South Africa had, the good moments, but also the tough moments, look out for each other. And you see examples of this happening all around you. People just taking care, reaching out to people, and that humanity is coming up. And I think the big advantage of this one is to say humanity and livelihood is actually first um, above everything. Oh, I love that. So that's the advice and insight and um, dissecting of co-working spaces and how that is rapidly transforming the workplace um, as well as the, the SME sector here in South Africa. Uh, Paul Kirsten, CEO of Workshop Civil Workspace 17 right here in Cape Town at the VNA Waterfront. Paul, thank you so much for chatting to us here on Tertians Vibrator this afternoon. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, so guys. I'm sending or I'm sharing uh, uh, both links and information to um, the business or workshop 17. How you can get involved, how you can find uh, uh, or connect with uh, with uh, the team, um, as well as um, options for the different packages that they have available. So follow the link um, in the bottom of this podcast, and you'll find all of this information there. Uh, so stay tuned. Lows happening right here on your favorite and feel good business show right here on Two Oceans Vibe Radio. I'll see you shortly. <laughs>